Hello everyone, it's Dr. Dave. Hopefully you're all doing well. Had a good start to the week. You created some kind of great experience on Monday. You're looking after each other and your health. I'm here today coming at you from the Toronto Neck and Back Pain Clinic with your daily health update for Tuesday, November 27th, 2018. Gonna look at lung function and how good those lungs are working in the middle of your life and how that might be connected to dementia. Smoking and diabetes is something we mentioned earlier in the Daily Health Update yesterday, in fact, and uh, it's especially risky for women's hearts, so we'll talk about that, and then uh, to help support those hearts further, we're going to look at our favorite diet on the Daily Health Update, that's the Mediterranean diet, and uh, we're going to look at how kids are doing with wellness apps and their diet and exercise routines, plugging them into some good use of that technology, not just Fortnite. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about keeping toxins out of your home, those bad kinds of chemicals in your environment that uh, pose a health threat. And then finally, as the chiropractic finale with back pain, our favorite topic in the chiropractic world, we're going to talk about how depression is actually associated with back pain. All right. That's our strategy for today. Not going to treat, diagnose, prevent, or cure any illness or disease with our time together. But as we always say on the Daily Health Update, When you listen in and stay plugged in and you read some healthy information every day, you'll be prepared to make some good decisions along the way and you just never know what health problem that could improve over time and or what health problems you'll be preventing by keeping health and wellness on the front of your mind. Lung function is good. It's good to be able to move around and not be short of breath and uh, we want that to continue through our whole life. The American Journal of Respiratory and Critical Care Medicine in November 2018 noted that lung function in the midlife area is linked to dementia. A review of data from a multi-decade study involving 14,000 plus adults found that those with either impaired lung function or lung disease during middle age had a 29 to 58% increased risk for either mild cognitive impairment or dementia in old age. The authors of the review conclude that if the observed associations are causal, Policy and public health efforts to reduce smoking and improve air quality may, be, may have the added benefit of preventing the development of dementia and mild cognitive impairment. So good for society that uh, we're kicking smoking to the curb and uh, trying to deter people smoking and helping those who are uh, stop the habit. And uh, not only because of lung cancer, and uh, the effect of those toxins on all our tissues, but even on the brain, as it's linked to dementia by impairing our lung function. So um, smoking and diabetes, uh, we talked about yesterday, is an especially bad combination. And uh, in this study from the British Medical Journal in November 2018, found it's especially risky for women's hearts. Researchers analyzed data regarding over 472,000 adults in the UK and found that female smokers with both diabetes and high blood pressure had a 300% increased risk for heart attack in comparison with non-diabetic, non-hypertensive female non-smokers. So we ha- there's these concomitant conditions, complicating factors that if you have one condition and then you succumb to a second condition, the effects on your health can be exponential and uh, very deleterious. So it's good to uh, maintain a healthy wellness-based treatment protocol for any health problems you encounter along the way, not only to try and support whatever other treatment, medical intervention you may be getting, but it helps curtail 
uh, and keep away any secondary uh, health problems from developing. And um, smoking is uh, definitely a contributing problem to many health problems. But if you are diagnosed with a health problem, whether or not it contributed, it now can become a very significant complicating factor factor and increase the likelihood of this of the side effects of that initial condition uh, to have an even greater impact because it's just taxing on our body right one thing after the other so uh, you know every day focus on those healthy lifestyle choices and one of those is uh, eating well and uh, quite often we focus or talk about the Mediterranean diet on the daily health update it consists mainly of vegetables fish and whole grains and um, has been touted as one of the best diets for many health benefits. A new animal study discovered that a diet supplemented with a compound called trimethylene-N-oxide, TMAO, which is found in fish and vegetables, reduced cardiac fibrosis and signs of heart failure in rodents. So those rodents, you know, their diet is not always the best, but when we improved it, they uh, had less signs of damage to their cardiovascular system and uh, extrapolating that to humans, hopefully, the same is true we just want to make sure we get those healthy nutrients into our body including fish and vegetables that from the american journal of physiology heart and circulatory physiology november 2018 so exercise is a habit it's um, one of those things that when you get away from uh, it takes a while to get back into sometimes but and when you do it seems like such a chore but then when you get back into the routine it becomes part of your life again and it's not such a big deal A lot of kids are using wellness apps to support their exercise and diet. Among a group of 245 kids aged 13 to 18, researchers found that one-third were active users of apps and devices related to exercise, diet, and wellness. Furthermore, the research team found that the young people in the study were able to determine which health apps were relevant to them and dismiss app content that was harmful. The lead researcher explains that there are currently over 160,000 health apps available on the major app stores focused on wellness, diet, and exercise, and they are of particular interest to young people. However, most of these apps are designed for adults. Health apps and devices have the potential to act as very engaging and attractive health promotion tools that could, for example, help young people to learn about their bodies or improve their physical activity levels. That from the Learning Media and Technology Journal, November 2018. Certainly anything that provides the initiative uh, or the motivation to instill these healthy habits into people, including our youth and our children, uh, should be embraced. And uh, technology certainly makes that uh, plausible as it's uh, on our devices and we carry them with us every day. They're able to remind us of some of these healthy choices we should be making and things that we should be engaging in. And um, it's funny human nature, once we install it and we set it up based on uh, who we are and what we want to do as a goal, um, we actually try to follow. We feel bad deleting that thing from our, our technology or our device. And uh, so it, it actually does encourage us to try and stick to it. So um, some good use of technology there. Encourage uh, your children to plug into something positive in that respect. Our body is a big filter. It uh, keeps us safe from harmful things in our environment, including toxins, but it has limits and uh, too much exposure causes it to break down or fail and we could end up with health problems 
with that overexposure, either acute, too much exposure at once, or chronic, a buildup of exposure over time. And one of the places our body gets exposed to these toxins, unfortunately, is our homes. Building materials, cookware, cleaning products, shower curtains, furniture, carpet, and other common household items can contain potentially toxic substances. To reduce the toxins in your home, the National Institutes of Health offers the following suggestions. Use cleaning products that are specifically labeled non-toxic. Dust using a damp rag. Use a wet mop to clean floors. Vacuum with a high-efficiency particulate or HEPA air filter. Improve air circulation by opening a window or using a fan. Maintain your home's ventilation system. And wash your hands and those of your children frequently. That from the National Institutes of Health, October 2018. And finally, on the chiropractic side of things, our favorite topic, back pain, uh, this time with a spin associated to our cognitive health and depression. German researchers reviewed data from national health surveys that included nearly 50,000 adults and found that 21% experienced an episode of low back pain in the previous year, while 6.7% had diagnosed depression during the same time frame. Interestingly, of those with depression, nearly half also had back pain, which suggests a strong association between the two conditions, though the study was unable to determine the nature of the relationship. That from the Journal of Evidence, Training and Quality in Healthcare, November 2018 from Germany. So there is a, a potential chicken or the egg situation there. Um, depression can lead to altered lifestyle, uh, less engaging, um, and it can affect uh, the function of our body on a deeper level, which uh, may bring to surface a problem that maybe was there before, but now with depression, it, we actually start to get the pain even though the dysfunction was there longer. And then the converse can also be true. Our body has some dysfunction. We may not even have symptoms, but that depresses its ability to do what it's designed and created to do, which can have an effect on other function in the body, including uh, nervous system and cognitive or mental health. And uh, definitely with symptoms, having that back pain uh, can curtail somebody's lifestyle, can have a big impact on their quality of life, and thus also have a relationship with depression. So... That can probably be said for many health conditions uh, as well. And it's just good to try and maintain a high level of uh, function so that uh, we don't uh, succumb to any of these physical, chemical or emotional strains on our body so that uh, we can go on creating good lives and having those great experiences on as many days as possible. And on those days when we can't or don't, and there are challenges, at least our body is as healthy as it can be to handle those situations, which is, uh, again, a noble task and goal for sure. So get out there today, make it happen. Grinding through the beginning of the week, Michael Chabon has your quote for today. It is always so simple and so complicating to accept an apology. So, um, yeah. Sometimes uh, we feel bad when someone apologizes that we made them feel bad that they have to apologize and uh, sometimes uh, somebody's apologizing we second guess whether or not we were involved with whatever the problem was. However, very graciously, it's always good to an accept an, uh, an apology and, um, and to just uh, clear the air and make sure that uh, you also uh, look at your uh, involvement with any situation that required that uh, uh, apology to make sure that you can complement it uh, and make sure you clear up your part of the equation in that social situation that again required that apology. Sometimes it's good to apologize to yourself. You haven't done what you needed or wanted to do, made some bad, bad decisions and it's okay. 
you apologize to yourself, tell yourself you're going to do better and uh, you totally can each and every day, a little bit at a time, steer yourself in a better direction and we're definitely here to help. All right. We'll be back tomorrow, Wednesday, middle of the week with your daily health update. We hope you tune in then. Let's chat soon.